Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Gerald. That's Espo. Saul is back in Vegas. Again. He didn't get enough. (laughs) He left his liver there. He had to go back and pick it up. I would be happy to never go back to Vegas ever again in my life after that one. I'm I'm back there in two weeks. But it's only for one night for a concert and I'm home. Okay. Listen, the thing that, like, I never actually gave the rundown of Vegas and I'm not going to go full into it. But the one thing I will say about Circa is that the elevators are so fast which in a normal setting is fantastic. Mm. But when you're having ear issues, yeah. is awful. And I feel like it made it so much worse. Have you been in the elevator in the Luxor? No. It's oh, fast yeah. and it goes like oh, sideways. Yeah, that it's very been, uncomfortable. That would have been awful. The yeah. amount of pressure from how fast those elevators went in my ears was well, not a great time. When we went to the 60th floor, I that, thought you were going to cry. I literally was. I, I wanted like, to cry. Yeah, and I, then when we came down, I wanted to throw up. Yeah. It was like crying on the way up, nauseous on the way down. I was like, somebody please take me home. It was like taking a five-year-old on a roller coaster. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> a boulder coaster. But it was just coaster. an elevator. <laughs> anyway. I also, I found the shirt that I didn't wear in Vegas and decided to the break banana it out today. The banana ones? I like shirt, the banana so, ones. Yeah. So. Shocker, Espo sang the banana song before this. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> Unreal. This shirt is bananas. Anyways. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you guys are welcome for that one. All right, let's get into some Suns talk today. Uh, we got a video from DeAndre and just, what was that, yesterday or the yeah, day before? Yesterday. It was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Can't even remember. Well, you guys know which one we're talking about. If you don't, we're going to play it for you. Now we'll talk about it. I can feel the whole world hating me on in a way, um, where uh, I think I'm the I'm the guy a lot of people point at, and I see it and feel it. But mainly, what I've been working on five to six days a week since we've lost is just motivating myself to change the narrative of what people think about me. You know, because no matter how you put it, I feel like I have no fans out here. You know, and I can feel it because the whole world's saying it. And my goal this whole summer is to change the narrative, just unlock whatever it is, and just completely just focus on me and change the whole thing. So we got this video from DA first, obviously a little bit more of a somber feel to it. Um, Before we share our opinions, James Jones was asked about DA's comments, and here's what he had to say. Um, That's just DA um, speaking, 
you know, speaking candidly, um, you know, I do know he's been in the gym relentlessly this summer, um, working on all those things that he talked about. Um, he, he, like all the rest of us, um, we have a chip on our shoulders. You know, we felt like last year we had an opportunity that we didn't capitalize on and that we need to be better. And, and if we are better and if we all come back this this season uh, in the best form and, and the best shape, that we give ourselves a legitimate shot to win a title. And so he, he understands what's in front of us. And I, I think that's him maturing and understanding that uh, in order for us to, to be an elite team, he has to take another step forward. Frank. All right. Mm-hmm. So DA got real candid. Mm-hmm. James Jones understands it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to see what comes from all of this. I, I took this in a different way than a lot of people, I think. And to me, that felt drastically different than what we've heard from DA in the past. And I know, Gerald, you said at times you saw him like this in, in the locker room. This is the first time, to me, this feels more, I don't know if downtrodden is the right word, but mental mental health is very close, near and dear to my heart due to some things that family members have gone through. And when I see a guy sitting there talking the way he is, talking about the entire world, hating him, I turn to the personal side. I don't think basketball, I don't think, oh, if only the guy worked harder, you know, which are all valid criticisms of the professional, right? Mm-hmm. But I hear that and I felt the human side of it, the, uh, and and almost the sad, the, like there was a sadness it was sad. to it. it. Like when I first and, watched it, I was like, man, that's sad. And and it it reminds me that these athletes are human and that while we feel like we're saying things into a vacuum sometimes, right? That we're, oh, we're just, we're talking about these, these entities that, uh, you know, aren't, aren't human beings necessarily. They're just basketball players. No, they hear this. It does impact them. If he truly feels like there's nobody in his corner, that's not the easiest place to be in, regardless of if you have $33 million a year it's coming It's also away. not the easiest place to get out of. Yeah. And he's 24 still, right? He's right. a guy trying to figure out how to make his way and make his mark in something. And I understand it. He has a a world of uh, of talent. He has a world of ability. He hasn't put it together. I, I understand all those things, and that is in part on him. But, but man, still being 24 thinking that way, that's tough. It's... It's a complicated issue for me because there are very much two sides to this, and I agree with both of them. I do think if you go on Twitter and if you search DeAndre Ayton's name, you're going to see a lot of criticism of his game, which I think is fair, and you're going to see a lot of vile comments that cross the line and attack his who he is as a person, his mindset, his mentality, and that, for me, is why when in this job, you're going to have players that struggle. You're going to have players that don't play well. You're going to have guys even in the locker room that maybe aren't necessarily the best guys. Um, for me, I have always tried to approach this job as just looking at the basketball side of the equation 
and never going at an athlete's personality or who they mm -hmm. are because these are guys that, you know, I have to ask questions to. I have to write stories about. Sometimes they see some of the things you write or say about them. And for me, it's never a personal thing. So anytime that I've gotten up here and criticized DA, it's always been, been about his game. And I think if a lot of fans adopted that mindset, it would be a healthier place. But mm -hmm. I also understand his feeling and the fans' feeling that he hasn't played up to par. And that's where a lot of the disappointment comes from. And I think he's definitely feeling the negativity from last season, from the last playoff run. And rightfully so, because we've talked about it on the show. He needs to be better. But the people that are coming after him personally, that is where I draw the line. That is where I have a problem. And that's where, as someone who talks to this guy on a pretty much a weekly basis, we did see him downtrodden like this multiple times last year, especially during that month-long stretch where the Suns just could not win a game. Um, and him and Mikhail were kind of being asked to step up as the number one or the number two option. Uh, you could tell it was weighing heavy on everybody's mind. Mikhail, who's usually one of the most lively people in the locker rooms, was downtrodden. This feels similar to that. I think he's aware of the things that people have been saying about him. I think he's aware that a lot of Suns fans wanted him traded. And I do feel sorry for him on a human element. At the same time, if he comes out and does his job and plays well, and if Vogel can get through to him and he gets it together on the defensive end, a lot of that criticism is going to go away. The hate is not going to stop. And there are always going to be people that hate on you. We see it with Devin Booker, who's a certified superstar, an MVP candidate, and people are still going to find ways to hate on you. My thing is you can silence a lot of the doubters, a lot of the skeptics, a lot of the critics by going out there and just rocking this season because his role does not have to be a, a high um, volume role. It's not going to be one where he's getting a lot of usage. But if he's a star in his role, like Frank Vogel has talked about, if he locks in defensively and if this team wins games, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the complaints that we heard last year, I think are going to go away. I, and I agree with exactly what you're saying. It's fair to say DeAndre Ayton, as a basketball player, has not lived up to what people expected, that he needs to be more consistent or be more aggressive on the court. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's a fair thing to say about it. What bothered me was how quick people would jump on him and just say, oh, he's just making excuses. He's and like. Mm -hmm. He answered a question. He answered it honestly. He mm -hmm. answered it stoically. This wasn't like, uh, you know, the, oh, I'm, I'm a Tesla battery or like, uh, you know, this wasn't some childish answer. This was a, a real, genuine answer. Mm -hmm. And I hate the, and I've talked about it before, the machismo angle. He's not man enough. This is just, mm -hmm. this is childish or babyish. I, I don't like that that to it because this is a guy showing genuine human emotion yeah and why why do we have to turn that into something negative you can he's not one-dimensional mm -hmm. he's also the, not a robot he's no. a human freaking being yeah right. I, it's not it's not one-dimensional that there there he's a three-dimensional multi-level a multi-layer a human being where he can accept the criticism potentially and hate the fact that people can be downright awful mm -hmm. uh, online and awful in some of the things that are written and it can be all those things mm -hmm. he can understand the criticism uh, and, and still feel that way and 
people can critique his game without having to attack the human being too. I don't, I don't understand that part of this. And that's what I feel for. I'm all for, if you have a problem with something in his game, criticize it. We've done it here. Mm -hmm. I've done it. And I'm fine with that. But when you take it to that next step, when you go beyond that and all of a sudden it's about the man, who he is, he's not man enough, these kind of things, that drives me nuts. I agree entirely. I feel like there is a line, and we've talked about this multiple times on the show, and it's not just with sons. It's not it's sports in general. It's a lot of things in life. Mm -hmm. There is a line that we should not cross. But because it's on the Internet and people can hide behind that or it's not a real life interaction or mm -hmm. you could put an egg as your picture or yeah. whatever mm -hmm. people cross the line too often mm -hmm. and um because there's a couple of people in the chat who was like is it hate or is it criticism i would like to think that all of you listening are more on the criticism side of things when it comes to basketball mm -hmm. but to gerald's point if you just go and look on Twitter under DeAndre in and look at the, the mentions and the ads mm -hmm. to him directly. It is hate. Mm -hmm. Like it just is. And it's not okay. And we got to be more aware of that. It just not, I, I'm not trying to make this a whole philosophical, like bigger picture thing, but obviously at the end of the day, there is a lesson here mm -hmm. that we can all probably take away from it. Right. Um, I just want us to give DeAndre in a chance under a new coaching regime. That's all I'm asking for. Like, I'm not saying we give him a pass or that we just, you know, water under the bridge, clean slate, but kind of to an extent. Give him a chance under a new coach, a coach who is very defensive-minded and who works well with big men who maybe could be a better fit for DA and maybe find that fire within DeAndre and that we've all been kind of hoping to get from him. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. And, and I had asked him on, at exit interviews about handling the online criticism. And he had said something to the effect of like, I don't pay attention to the peanut gallery. Um, I, I just go out there and dominate. And it, it came off as a little bit tone deaf in terms of like, you, man, look at the numbers you put up in the Nugget series. That wasn't dominating. But at the same time, I hope that he is staying off of socials because, you know, we we on this show get our fair share of people that come in our mentions and say, you said this and that was wrong or in the comments of the show, like, what are you talking about? That's stupid. And that has an effect on us, let alone an athlete who's nationally televised or on TV 82 times a year who has to do these public media interviews that are all over Twitter all the time on a weekly basis, um, he, he gets a lot more hate than any of us could imagine. And it does have an effect on you. Um, so I hope that he's able to stay off socials and only pay attention to the good stuff, the people that are in his corner, because a lot of people in Phoenix don't hate DeAndre Ayton. No. A lot of them just want to see him be more focused, be more locked in. Mm -hmm. And I think it's fair to want that from a guy who's making max money, who's your number one pick, who's an intrinsic part of what you do and who you've seen dominate before. And when he did dominate, you went to the finals. Like, that's the thing about this is I don't think anybody that criticizes DA is rooting against him or most of them. I think they just want to see him go back to that player and be what he's fully capable of being. Look, and I respect anybody that has their own opinion on this. But for me... I'll 
I'll just be honest here. Uh, I'll be open and share a little bit. I've gone through serious depression. I, you know, and I'm not saying DeAndre has that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not any of that. But what I felt in that is I've had moments in my life where I just feel like everybody hates you, mm-hmm. that that there is nobody that's out there that's on your side or that that wants to be around you or that cares mm-hmm. at all. And if that's the kind of place he's in, that's a dark, awful place to be. And it doesn't matter if not everybody does or if if you know part of its criticism and part of its hate if you're in that kind of place it's just a terrible shitty place to be and when when you have other factors piling on you it sucks so that's where i'm coming from it was just and i internally projected i don't know what deandre ayton is really feeling or going through but for me that's what i felt through it putting it through the prism of things mm. i've been through in my life. And that's why I felt for him so much as a human being, uh, in this moment. And, and if, if you don't, uh, you know, jive with that or you don't, it doesn't resonate with you perfectly fine. But that was just where I was coming. Well, from and a it. lot of people may not want to admit it, but like, it's obviously a thing, right? Cause so many people have talked about it, whether you're in a front facing position or just on social media, but you could post something on the internet and a hundred people will be like, this is amazing. Love it. Fantastic. More. And one person will be like, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and you focus on that one person who's like, I hate it mm-hmm. versus the hundreds of people who are telling you it's great yeah. because that's just kind of sometimes at least right now, how it works. You that's know what I mean? It's, it's hard to not pay attention to the negative things instead of the positive things. Um, but James Jones also had a few additional things to add to the conversation. I think a lot of times people forget that DeAndre is an 18 and 10 player. Uh, that's that's not something that uh, is easily done in this league. Uh, I don't think he gets a lot of credit for that. Um, but I, I do know uh, Frank is very focused on making sure that all of our guys bring their best form to the court. Because if they do that, then we put ourselves in, in a position to win a title. What if you're more? So again, I think the same thing here with what James is saying about Frank Vogel, like let's give those two guys the benefit of a doubt to try and figure out a way to work well together, to get the most out of one another and give them a little bit of time to kind of work through some of the growing pains that will inevitably come with that. We talked yesterday when we were looking at the depth chart, like that fifth starter, it's going to have some fluidity to it for a while. There's going to be some bumps in the road that this team is going to have to work through. Give DA and Frank Vogel the chance to also work through some of those things as they get to know one another in this new endeavor together. And let's just all, at the very least, we could go in with a positive outlook, right? We could try and will this into existence. We could manifest it. We could whatever it is your thing is. Let's just be positive about it until we're in the thick of it. And then we can go from there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame people for being skeptical. I will say that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think a new coach is going to change how he approaches his role. Um, We've talked about this before. This is a guy that has said in the past, I don't like my big man role. He's a guy that's wanted to take threes. He's wanted to play the four spot, even though he doesn't, have the shooting or the ball handling to necessarily do those things. So I think it's going to take a lot from Vogel and from Kevin Young to a degree to 
keep him involved in the offense in ways that maximize what he is really good at and make him feel like he has more of an expanded role at the same time. That's a tough line to walk, especially when you have Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal on the court. Like Those are the guys that need to be taking precedence in this offense. Um, but if they can tap into that, like we've seen how effective he can be on both ends of the court. I, I don't put much stock in what Jones was saying about he's an 18 and 10 guy. He's been an 18 and 10 guy mm -hmm. since he came into the league. They've always talked about he could be closer to 25 and 15 if he really wanted to be. And that's the thing that drives me crazy is like you look at the rebounding. Yes, he averaged double digit rebounds. And then you go through the game log and some of them are like 14, 13, 15. And some of them are like five, six, seven. If he gets that consistency going and it's it's high end closer to 11, 12, like he's capable of being a lot better than what we saw last year. And a lot of that was because there were so many injuries, so many guys in and out. You could talk about the Monty thing and the mental load that that added to the equation. I don't know if a new coach is going to change it. I hope that that's the case. I don't blame people for being skeptical at the same time. Oh, yeah. I think it could change. I think it could make the world a difference personally. Well, I mean, certainly having having that change and the change in in the voice that uh, that's constantly talking to you and and maybe the situations you're put in, but also in some ways he is what he is too as a basketball player already. We know certain things about him and at some point we're going to have to accept that too because you know guys don't just dramatically change necessarily either. Right. And, He's still young, but this is like his fifth season yeah, already. And, and look, I get it. He makes $33 million a year. And everybody wants to think, you know, well, just because of that, uh, you know, the mindset or whatever should be a certain way. It, I understand the take. I just, does it, does it all click? Does it change this year? I don't know. And I don't think, I don't, none of us know. And I don't think those comments that he made make a difference either way. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think it, you know, oh, I want to figure out, you know, how to how to fix this. Sure, we've heard things like that before. Mm -hmm. It doesn't it doesn't change thing one one way or another. The only guy that can do that uh, from a basketball perspective is going to be DeAndre. Ayton. But if if he's not in a good headspace, that makes it more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, we shall see. Hopefully year six is different, but, yes. at, you know, we at a certain see. point mm -hmm. and we're getting close to that point. I hope that he proves people wrong. I do too. Can I address David's like if you aren't uh, self motivated on a max deal, I just don't want you on my team, no matter how much talent, talent or size, size you have. You have. Uh, look, I, money doesn't motivate everybody in, in in a certain way. Like that, you know. Honestly, I don't come here because of the money. <laughs> I'm yeah. not kidding. like I come here because I love doing this, and I actually took a pay cut to come do this. Some people don't care about the number of zeros on the paycheck and that doesn't change their mindset necessarily. And uh, you know what? Take that how you will. If you don't like that about a guy making the money, fine. But, you know, I'm all for him maximizing his money. I don't know if, if that defense necessarily applies to a guy who pushed for the full 
five-year max and didn't who, get it. Like, who, who understandably wanted who his push money. For that, though. No, An I get it. I'm not saying it's yeah. wrong, but I'm saying I'm not going to go ahead and say, oh, I don't think DA cares about that. He, he does. I, like, yeah. It doesn't necessarily motivate him for the court, though. Of course, we yeah. all want generational money right. that changes our families' lives mm-hmm. and changes uh, our, fa- our our kids' 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 lives, and where mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about the everyday things of where's the you know where's the mortgage payment coming from. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know. I I do this for cheaper than making you know uh, millions elsewhere. But I get it. He pushed for the money. He has to live up to that mm-hmm. in some ways. All I know. Is that if you're feeling some type of way about DeAndre in and mm-hmm. you want to tweet at him or whatever other form of social media you use, instead of adding DA and putting those negative vibes out there, just go grab yourself a wink. It's a seltzer <laughs> with just a wink of THC. And they also have CBD, the golden ratio one, because there's an equal dose of CBD in that one as well. And it's balanced, it's light and social, it's bubbly. Who doesn't love bubbles? It'll definitely turn your mood right around. So <laughs> That's what turns the mood around when you drink Get yourself some wink if you're it's just feeling bubble. a little bit of type of way. They're available in either 2.5 milligram or 5 milligram cans. You can find wink right here in Arizona. So look for wink at all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. They're now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others. So to find the fastest way to get your hands on one, go to drinkwink.com, and that is W-Y-N-K. I don't know. I think it works. Can I get some of that wink for the bubbles, please? it would work well. A seltzer infused with THC and it's bubbly. Come on. Come on. It's like the best worlds of being a grown up and a kid. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, if that's not your thing, though, you can always get on the BetMGM Sportsbook app and just make a whole bunch of great decisions and bet on what was your thing? With Smash Ball? Slam, slam ball, ball, baby. Slam Ball will turn your frown. I don't know if they put it in there. Down. But I'll be watching it tomorrow night. Uh, and hopefully I can place bets on the MGM Sportsbook app because I don't have to go to some shady website to bet on Slam <laughs> there you Ball. Go. So. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you do. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, that bonus code is PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., <laughs> Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Gross. All right, we got a couple of super chats. First one is from Pre Rush. Thank you. Said, uh, we love you, DA. Just play above the rim, all caps. Yeah. We'll see, Pre Rush. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Jay sent us a super chat. Thanks, Jay. Said, Gerald keeps it 100. Appreciate you, Jay. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> keep it about 50. Keep it about 100. Just one dollar. Just $1. That's all you got, Espo? That's all I got today. All right. So, in other DeAndre in news, uh, he did 
do some charitable stuff this summer, mm-hmm. him and book as well. I'm sure some others have as well. It's just we have heard about what DA and Devin are doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So DeAndre and did make a $10,000 donation to the Junior Achievements Bahamas for their 2023-24 programming. And Gerald, you tweeted out he'll also partner with the organization on initiatives throughout the fall, supporting students, schools, and teachers across the Bahamas. This is cool. I yes. love this. Yes, this is awesome. And this is why when we talk about DA and the criticism of him, it always needs to be from a basketball perspective because DA is a good human He's being. He's a good dude. He's a, a good heart. dude. He's got a big heart. He's a family man. Like he is giving back. I, I love this. Um, and I'm happy that he was able to give back in this way. Yeah. I mean, he, and he's done it in other ways here in the Valley too. I just, I get that some of these things are done from a PR perspective, but a mm. lot of these guys do a big hearts. They do it because they care about their home communities in this case and, and their adopted home communities here in Phoenix. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also got some cool things from Devin Booker as well. So Kevin Gessner on Twitter tweeted out a big thank you to Devin Booker for coming out to back to school CD and helping Arizona's kids get ready for the new school year. Um, I have been at multiple events with book when it comes to like back to school shopping or kids shopping and trying on. He's always in the shoe section. And the one thing I will say that I do appreciate very much about Devin is that he makes sure that the kids are getting shoes that actually fit. Mm. which sometimes it's so it can be well it can be so chaotic too and depending on how old these kids are they don't know for certain if they're like a two or a three or a four or whatever and Devin's like no but try it on and then he does the little like toe test to make sure that it actually fits before sending them home because it's important because these kids will be like oh I just really like those colors I'm gonna take these Devin, I'm a size 13 when you uh, release the new (laughs) shoe and you can come make sure it fits (laughs) But this is cool stuff. Again, no surprise seeing these two out in their communities. Again, whether that's in their home places or here in Phoenix, their adopted homes, they're they're always doing something, yeah. whether that's in the off season or uh, in season as well. So it's just cool to see. Yeah, and I do want to address the PR thing because some, but somebody in the chat was saying so much PR in regards to the DA stuff and. I, there was no press release for this from the Suns. I don't even know if the Suns were aware of this until after the fact because I heard from their PR guy after the tweet had already started to circulate from a couple of other very smaller places, mm-hmm. Bahama-sourced places. Um, so I, I just tweeted it out because I thought it was cool. There was no PR release involved with that. Um, so And people are going to say what they're going to say about the amount and all this shit, but... That's $10,000 they didn't have yesterday, and it's not my money or your money or anybody else's money, so um, bear that in mind. Also, like... But there's no DA hate, by the way. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, man. <laughs> donate $10,000. I, 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 it drives me nuts because you, you there's, a legitimate, <laughs> there's a legitimate conversation to be had about the X's and O's, about the basketball stuff, all of that. Yeah. And that's what I like to do. But instead, we're sitting here wasting our time defending a guy for making a fucking 10K donation <laughs> and all this other stupid shit about his personality and who he is. And it, it just drives me nuts because DA is a good human being. And some people just take it way too far with the way that they approach this stuff in general. It drives me nuts. Yeah. And like, it's not a, it's not the end of the world to share things that you're doing in the community. Right. Like 
we do fundraisers for Ryan House, and that's something that's important to me. And like, I shouldn't talk about it. Right. Like, if I don't talk about it, nobody's going to know about these things. It's not about getting the pat on the back. It's like, here is an organization that could use some support, and we are doing that. Make sure that you check them out. See if you can support them or find somebody like that in your community that you could also do these type of things for. I don't know. The whole, like, community relations, charity, donation portion of these things, when people get hate for that is like, okay, but it still makes a difference. Like, it's well, still what, beneficial you, you, to a lot of people who need it. So right. let's not do this are, game. are you doing your part? Like, what are you doing in All your right. community to make it better? Well, and look, there's, there's plenty of things that are done behind closed doors, too, about that are out of kindness in these things. I had uh, one of our listeners send me a note that Matt Ishbia sent him. like, And it wasn't public. It wasn't some press release. The guy uh, is a big Mercury fan. He and his daughter made shirts uh, for one of their players, uh, Megan Gufferson, uh, and, and her dog Pancake. And he wrote Ishbia just saying, thank you for what you're doing for the Mercury. And Ishbia wrote him this really nice letter back. Like... Mm-hmm. Like not every, it's not all some PR stunt. There's people that actually care and are doing things. And I don't know. I, I'm very, I'm very in my feels today on this program, I guess. Yeah. You want to turn things around us? Well, I think Please. I have something that will cheer you oh, up. Oh, there we go. Bit. Please let's, give me something. <laughs> we got. Is it an ad for the thing with the bubbles again? <laughs> no, but I Wink. do have an OG's ad coming right, up. Do you want me to do that yeah, first yeah, or you, second? Do, do OG's first. I'm just feel kidding. Good about I'm OG. just kidding. We'll, right. we'll get to OG's right. in a little bit. But for real though, exciting times ahead. We got a little sneak peek from Devin Booker on his Instagram stories. The smallest. It's the teeniest tiny peek. But we're getting new uniforms. (laughs) See the number? We see a little bit of purple. And then the one thing that is is exciting to people is if you look at the very top corner of the white, he didn't quite cover everything of the image. And it certainly looks like a sunburst is on that jersey. Uh, so we're holding on to one up up in that top right, okay. little tiny bit. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's that little bump right yeah. under the PayPal logo yeah. right there. There we go. Listen, you're right going to think I'm crazy for this. But the biggest thing that stands out to me, this picture is I'm going to go up. Why is there such a hard cut of carpet? Yeah. Where is this? That I need is, to know. What? Like, why is one carpet, one design that is like super loud, and then it's just like a rip the carpet out and stuck a new slab right there? What is well, this? Okay, all the jerseys. What are, is this? All the jerseys are at the arena on level zero, so this must be somewhere in the. Because there's no way in hell they let Devin Booker take a new jersey out into the wild. I guarantee. But that. like, it, you just renovated that arena. Who approved? This carpet to carpet transition. It's a good who question. Did this? Who was it? Who was in charge of it? Let's run them out of town. Like you want to send hate somewhere? <laughs> send it to the carpet situation. Yeah. It look. It does look like a very weird airport it's carpet. It's so situation. weird. I can't get over it. I Maybe, know it's the weirdest thing to fixate on with this photo, but my God, it stood out notice. like a sore thumb, and I cannot unsee it. I didn't I even notice it. the carpet. I got it. It's. It's actually Devin Booker requested a very specific kind of carpet <laughs> in front of only his locker, Maybe. and that's why it looks like that. You do what the man wants, oh Lindsay. Oh my god! It's just it, I don't know. It drives me crazy. But here's the thing: uh, these uniforms, word on the street, is we're gonna probably see them in the next week, 
or two yes. at most. There is a private event for six-man members taking place Friday, or excuse me, Sunday and Monday. And uh, part of the invitation says, you are not allowed to bring any camera or any cell phone into this event, and we recommend you leave it at home, not even bring it at all, which tells me they're showing them something that they don't want out in public. Right. Which the only thing that makes sense to that is these new jerseys. I know that the players have already done shoots in them. They've seen them. Obviously, Tevin Booker was looking at both of them the other day. He deleted that really quick, too. So I'm guessing somebody... Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. Somebody, in, mar somebody in marketing or somebody else over there went... Can we take it down? Can I just say my favorite Jersey leak of all time was Tyler Ulis accidentally um, sharing some them on Instagram stories from the <laughs> locker room. Realize, oh, I remember yeah. that. My favorite <laughs> one of all time. Yeah. And then I also like lesser extent, but I always find it hilarious that Dick's in Fashion Square always leaked jerseys before they always had the jersey out on a mannequin before the team was able to do like the announcement. Yeah. And I'm like, guys. <laughs> How many years in a row are we going to do this? Do we yeah. want some Espo story time? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was 2012, 2013, when they came out with those ones that had like the white streaks with the weird half circle and the number. Mm -hmm. uh, You're talking that, about the Karan Butlers? Yeah, the Karan mm -hmm. Butler fashion yes. jerseys that yes. I still wish I owned. The only time you ever wore that. <laughs> those were but anyways, terrible. Uh, so we... We go through the whole process. I've seen everything during the designs. The marketing department has kept it under wraps. Nobody's seen anything, right? We, we're doing a fashion show at Fashion Square. It's all set up. Uh, we're going through the history of the jerseys. All the old people, all the old players are coming out. Like there's literally a catwalk to unveil these. And an hour before, somebody who's opening up the merch that they're going to sell at the event itself takes a photo oh, and posts it on Twitter. No. And I'm like, all these people's hard work went right out the window because somebody took a photo while opening a damn box. Oh, and I, I felt so oh, bad for God. the marketing department because you put so much effort into that, right? Mm -hmm. You run tease campaigns. You do all sorts of things. You know, you go through the two years of iterations on it. Uh, you know, and all these uh, all these things that have symbolism and whatnot, and it just gets <laughs> the unveil just gets ruined like that. That's brutal. Listen, I will say when it comes to jerseys, because um, A Phoenix said, "LOL, what's the big deal about leaking a jersey?" It's just the amount of work that goes into like creating buzz and marketing stuff and whatnot about it. Um, but I will say one of the biggest things that drives me bonkers about jerseys is how. Um, and again, it's just marketing and I understand the reasoning for it, but like the spin of the why behind all the things like, oh, we specifically chose three lines, not just because it made sense and looked good on the design, but because it represents the sun, the moon and the stars. <laughs> or would some you, shit would like you like that. another story, Lindsay? <laughs> I mean, I know them, but it's just like that, like the pattern on the side represents Arizona's history of insert random thing that no Arizona knows anything about here. Remember those those gray ones, the mm -hmm. sleeved ones? No, no. I wrote that for I that know. one. I made up a whole bunch of stuff. It just, it, I get it. I get it. The the, but it drives me bonkers. The burnt gray represents the rising of the phoenix the ash. from the ash mm -hmm. in the desert. Yeah. And the western font represents <laughs> the 1958 
Phoenix Giants who won and the Phoenix Suns yeah. of the 70s and 80s. It was all bullshit. The marketing department came up with the jersey. Like, they're like, Espo, can you help us make this feel like it has meaning? It makes sense like we saw with the originated jersey yeah. last year. Those if were it good. genuinely makes sense, I'm on board with it. But to just like pull something out just for the sake of doing it, yeah. I'm not on board with it. And sometimes there anyway, are, sometimes there are d details. Like that Adidas one I mentioned, mm -hmm. the number of streaks on purpose that were put on there were the number of people in the Ring of Honor at the time. So there are little details that are thought of right. by people. And those things I don't mind. Yeah. It's when you make something out of nothing <laughs> yeah. that drives me bonkers. And that happens more often than you would like to think. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now because... We did see some uh, potential mock-ups of what see, maybe this jersey will look like on the internet. I do see the irony of showing this after we just talked about leaks ruining something. <laughs> but based on all the rumors, uh, my friend over at <laughs> Sun's Uni Tracker uh, on Twitter uh, has spent a lot of time putting these together. And this is his best guess as to what each one of these uh, uniforms, the association, and the icon will look like. As we talked about, they can't go back to the original burst because of a, a contract with Mitchell and Ness. But this is their take on what a modern burst uh, would look like. Uh, it's much better than the first one we saw leaked last summer or mm -hmm. last, last uh, spring, whatever it was. That supposedly was one of the original prototype drawings that But they're Nike had so done. similar. Yeah, it's but not these, like it's drastically different. It's better, don't get me wrong. It's but not it's as not cartoonish like, as yeah. the other one. I mean, it's it, it's a burst. It's it's close, but it's not it's not the original. But I like the take on it. Yeah, yeah I I like them. I wouldn't mind them. I I still think they look a little bit cartoony. But I've gone on the record and saying that the like early two thousands nineties jerseys were the best jerseys. Yes, and so, 100%. I mean, the freaking Raptors one had a cartoon dinosaur oh, yeah. on the front, and it's still iconic. So, like, it, I don't mind it, a little cartoon. My thing is, is if you're going to do cartoon, like, lean all the way in and give us some of, like, the OG stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. Like, if we're going to go there, just dive in. Let's go there. Yeah. Like, I don't want the tiptoe. I don't want to test the water. I just want you to jump <laughs> in cannonball style. Yeah, I mean, the original Sunburst jersey at the time was called the Lisa Simpson because it looks like her head. I mean, that was, honestly, that was what it was referred to in some oh, league wow. circles. So yeah. funny. If, if it's going to be cartoonish, it's going to be cartoonish. I, this, is a, this is a better step than what we originally saw. These are the kind of things that people will eventually, uh, like if they don't like it now, they will eventually like, especially if the sun team goes on, on a deeper. And it'll yeah. always, we know for certain that jerseys always, always, always look better on players. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can't give a full opinion about the jerseys until you see them on an actual athlete. And like some people still like the Nash era jerseys, which were objectively Ooh. terrible. But the reason that they like them is because of all the happy memories associated with those mm -hmm. teams, with watching them play, with watching them go to the conference finals. If this team wins a championship in those jerseys, you best believe a whole new generation of Suns fans are going to love these jerseys no matter what they look like. I love that seven seconds or less team, but still every time I see those uniforms, they're terrible. They're awful. The, one of the best eras in Suns basketball with one of the worst uniforms in sports history. Yep. Um, listen, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole, but I just want to say I've seen a few people in the chat saying that um, they really hope that the City Edition jersey this year is going to be good. Mm -hmm. Everything that I have heard is that they're going to be good. Okay. 
So I have not seen them. I've just heard a few things here and there. And I'm very excited to see these ones. Okay. I've heard that they're going to be super cool. So, Lindsay, would you like to write the marketing stuff? I can call up. I would not. Over there. <laughs> I would not. No. no, but thank you. I appreciate. No, it. I appreciate it. Everybody Let's deserves the experience to make bullshit up this like is, that. Listen, what time of their life? We've all. Gerald, been I could get you in on it if you want. Gerald yeah, has done yeah. plenty this week with <laughs> his bulbo article. Well, that wasn't okay. bullshit. No, I'm just saying as far as colorful writing goes, mm -hmm. Gerald is maxed out this week, okay? Maybe next well, week. I do have but, to write again tomorrow. But, but when, you, but is there going to be as many bull bull shenanigans in tomorrow's? No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Are there, are there Eric Gordon puns we can come up with? He will, if anybody could do ways. it, it's Gerald. That's for sure. Sorry, Gerald. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, you gotta give me at least a week to be mad about the bull bull puns. <laughs> Gerald has written enough bullshit all week exactly. that he doesn't need to write anymore. Did you get it, Gerald? Did you get yeah, it? Yeah, Lindsay Good. thinks my puns are terrible. I love your puns. <laughs> Just yesterday's. <laughs> Just yesterday's. Oh, check out our Twitter uh, later. We're gonna have a supercut of all those puns. Oh my god, that's probably why I'm mad about it. I wasn't yeah. mad when I came in, but then when I watched that thing that you put you together, I was like, "This is ridiculous." You know what's funny is on the show, I didn't feel like there were too many, and then they put the jump cut together, and it's like a minute and a half long, and that's just from the first like ten minutes yeah, of the show. First twenty-three minutes, an entire <laughs> one minute of it was just puns. Oh my oh. god! All right, we do have some super chats to get to. Let's read all of these. Um, let's start with James. So James sent us a couple. Thank you, James. Thank we you, really James. appreciate you. Said, DA is the Kyler Murray of the Suns. And then followed up with, I'm not hating on DA with that super chat. I love both DA and Kyler, but they get blamed because they're paychecks, which is why I said that. Both are great. And then a heart emoji. Yeah, I think it's the paychecks. And they were both taken number one. There's pressure with being the number one overall pick. There if you is. go number two, I think we're having a different conversation in some in some respects. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's not the, oh, it's the first guy we've ever had number one. Mm -hmm. You didn't take so-and-so number one. You know, there's a lot of just inherent weight that comes with go going number one in a draft. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then we have another one from James said, are we going to see the Aztec City jerseys this year? Those probably my favorite ever. Um no, those were the turquoise one. That was a one. Was that what no, we're talking about? I think he's talking about the one they floated online. The oh, that was oh, just kind of a test. I, I was like, I didn't think the turquoise. I liked the like look of specific. it, but there was a lot of things behind it that needed to be tweaked in order yeah. to pay proper homage. But that was a couple years ago, wasn't yeah. it? Yes. Uh, that yeah. That is That's, definitely not going to be the city. No. This year. Yeah. No. It's I think you'll like it. I, yeah, I think most people will like it. Yeah. I love how everyone in the chat is roasting me like Lindsay's sources. Quote, trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, big but things are know, coming on the city jersey front. You Just guys because realize. I don't say things <laughs> right. to you here doesn't mean I don't know You guys Shane. remember she used to work for the organization, right? Like she knows Rude. people that work there. People forget well, that also, about me, just too. Trust me, bro. <laughs> but would you like me? But more I importantly. I have, exactly. I have a source on it, too. Would you like me to spill the tea? Or no, should you just let no, them, no, absolutely we, not. No, we will make them wait now. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Sauces are telling me you're going to like it. You're just going to have to wait. Turkeys. <laughs> All right, we got a couple more super chat. Leo said, I still can't get over the Phoenix Suns Jr. at LA Fitness. <laughs> Can 
Listen. Oh, here we go. Oh, man. I have so many rants today, uh, apparently. Uh, uh-huh. I'm just going to... It's The stool apparently has become my soapbox for this one. Wonderful. Here we go. The fact that you two and your mock-ups yesterday on Twitter have the most votes in the poll as far as what the Suns should do with their G League team makes me so mad. Okay, don't lump me in with him. First like, of all, because, listen, because, because I leaned because in this tradition listen, here. Yours is a retread. It's a it's, it's tradition. A, all you did was take a logo it. that already existed and was like, here, let's do it again. Sean yeah. worked really hard on the dope graphic he put together for my logo. It looks really I cool. I didn't say that Sean did a bad job. They're just basic. That's yours all? is the most basic. Hold on. It's literally the juniors. Have you which literally is a ever heard of a team with that name? Never. Yes, because everyone that plays at the YMCA under the Sun Junior program. No. Great fast food chain. Same shit. It's Junior of Carl. It's not the same. Okay, (laughs) let me, you you besmirch the good people on our Twitter. 591 people have voted. Mm -hmm. 37% say Espo ain't basic. He's right with the Phoenix Firebirds. 28% thinks Gerald's name is great, and I do too, with the Paradise Valley Vipers. I'm just saying, have a little fun. If you get a G League team, what's the point of having a G League team if you can't have some fun? If you can't insult the players I by calling them the that. Phoenix Suns Junior. I was surprised no. the aliens got as few votes. Oh, yeah. Same. But, uh, it, but it also may be too far out there. Like, uh, so, Arizona's not known for its aliens. Like, that's Roswell, New Mexico, if we're going to be honest. Phoenix fair. Suns Junior, 20%. And the Arcosante, Arcosante, Santi. That's why nobody can say the damn city name, and they don't Arco know where it is. Santi, Arcosante aliens got fifteen percent. <laughs> maybe he saying. he might be higher if he'd have just done like Awatuki aliens. Yes, maybe. maybe. I think it's I think it's location maybe. and not name. It might be. No, it's all name. It might be. The it's name. all name. It has yeah. nothing to do with the location. It's all the name, in my opinion. Anyway, it's why you have 20%. That's why the juniors has 20%. Bro. That's why Gerald and I won. I'm not even going to fight with you. Uh, I just know, I know deep down, mine's more fun than yours. And Gerald, that's all that matters. I like you so much. Um, I'm going to give my 37, 38% to you. And you can just have the giant victory over the two of them. There that's fine. Go. Okay. I'll, I'll live with that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's how the voting works, but I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, why not? Anything's possible. I'll call up Elon. Apparently, I'm the one who needs the OGs today because I am just <laughs> real bothered by everything right now. Uh, I should go pick up some of their brand new pink lemonade gummy. I've there heard it is an absolutely fantastic flavor. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you guys, it's a limited edition drop flavor. So make sure you get your hands on it sooner rather than later. Uh, OGs, they're all about flavoring life. Um, and they make it so easy with a wide variety of flavors and functions. So no matter what it is that you're looking for or you need, OG's has a gummy for it. You can check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. I either need OG's or I'm just getting hangry and I need to go to Illegal Pete's and get myself uh, a bowl because illegal pizza is your go-to spot this summer you guys know i like the bowl with steak and double corn you gotta get double corn for sure their corn is top notch absolutely love it mm-hmm. but at illegal pizza you can kick back and enjoy an ice cold 
margarita or cool off with a bucket of high noons right now. Five high noons for just $22. Also, don't forget to follow them at Illegal Pizza on Instagram to stay updated with all their big events and deals going down this summer. Stay tuned to their stories to win free tickets to the concerts you are dying to see. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the books. Okay, a couple more super chats. Mm-hmm. Emma, what we got here? Uh, Zach, Zach, thank you so much for your super chat. Said G-League team name idea, Paradise Valley Boys, and give them the Valley jerseys. Who says no? <laughs> I'm kind of about it. I'm not going to Emma, why are you shaking your head no? Some, I kind of like it. Because I just like uh, the bad connotation with adding boys at the end. Valley boys. But Valley boys was really inclusive. Okay. It was. Kelly Uber literally went out of his way. He went out of his way <laughs> to whenever referring to Valley boys, he always added and girls at the yes. end. Yeah. I'm just saying it, it started right. out from a really good place as far as like all that mm. type of stuff. So you don't have to worry. And about I, I'm that. I'm okay with that change because someone in the chat brought up, I forgot about this, the Rio Grande Valley, uh, their team is the Vipers, Vipers in the G League. So there's already a Vipers that's like right next They're door. They're eliminated. So. Okay, so more for me. All right. <laughs> Uh, there were two. There were two suggestions in in our Discord. By the way, if you're not already a PHNX diehard, go to PHNX. Go PHNX.com and sign up today. You get access to our Discord, which is my favorite place to talk Suns basketball. There were two suggestions: the Gilbert Gorillas with the Sun as the mascot. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. Somebody said I missed the obvious one that I should have gone with, mm-hmm. and I should have called them the Phoenix Outlaws. And mm. gone with that. Uh, I need the alliteration. You got to do yeah. Awatuki Outlaws okay. for me. I mean, that that's fine. But I'm, yeah, I'm all right. I there. like that. But so I want to give a shout out to the Discord because they had yeah. uh, they had some fun with that yesterday. Too. I like the Gilbert Gorillas, but only if you spell Gorillas with a Z at the end. Because then you got AZ in there at the yeah. end. It's close. It's similar to Valley Boys, Gorilla. I like that. I just love the idea of the sun as the mascot. Well, yeah, like, it, Why is the sun the mascot for the gorilla? complete opposite of what well. it is now. Like It's the only way that that would, would make or, any sense. Or what if we incorporate your idea and it's like, you know how they bring out the big inflatable gorillas and there's the one big gorilla and there's the one junior the gorilla? One. Their mascot could be the little junior gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> See? All comes full circle. What is his name? Uh, he has a name, and I can't remember go. what it is. <laughs> no, I feel like he has a name. I can't remember what it is, but they do. They both really do have names, but I forgot what it's. They it's are. on their jerseys. Yeah, on the back of their jerseys. Yeah, if you remember, it's Harry and is it Harry? Harry's the big one. Harry Gorilla. I don't remember Gorilla what the original one is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I Listen, do like Michael P. Says that, the, f- the same way the Vipers is real original, huh, Daryl? Yeah. That is. A dope logo, objectively cool. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Same with you, Espo. PV Vipers. I actually think so original. Oh no, we had the Phoenix Cobras was a professional roller hockey. Oh, <laughs> uh, Cobra Kai. Somebody in the so chat said Phoenix Harrison. 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 Harry Harrison. and Harrison. There yes. you go. Uh, somebody said Phoenix Lights, which I don't know if you guys probably are too young to remember this, but in the nineties there was these lights that everybody thought were was a UFO. Mm. And they, it was referred to as the Phoenix Lights. I kind of like that. You could do something cool with that. Okay. All right. A few more super chats, so then we'll move the on to our next topic here. So uh, this one comes from Psycho Blue. Thank you, Psycho Blue. We appreciate you. Said, Aiton has been given the golden ticket. I believe in DA. He just needs a coach who doesn't take it personally. 
uh, DA can't marry his daughter. Oh, man. <laughs> Who doesn't take it personally that DA can't marry his daughter, dang. <laughs> Psycho blue. Oh, tisk tisk. <laughs> I, I finished your sentence for you because I knew that's where you were going with it. Do you think Monty specifically told DA, you will never marry my daughter? Landry will. Like oh, my God. It. And that's what started it. I'm sure know. that's what happened. I don't know. That's really funny. Uh, James, thank you for your super chat. We appreciate you. Said, speaking of G League teams and other sons growing up is realizing Robert Sarver focused on the Mercury more than the Suns. Speaking of G League teams and other sons growing up. I He's saying growing up is realizing that Robert Sarver focused on the Mercury more than the Suns. I can tell you, he didn't focus on either. He focused on how fat that wallet was getting. Yeah, I don't know that I... I don't know that I agree that he focused more on the Mercury than the Suns. Um, I think that I think he cared less and in, in, I think he cared more less. about his profit and ego than anything, to be mm. completely honest. And I think that uh, when those two things are what your only motivations are, you're going to have issues owning a, a sports franchise. Yeah. Right. He, I think he stayed out of the Mercury more than he did with the Suns. Plus, when you look at the payroll, mm. the Mercury uh, and the WNBA in general, uh, the the payroll is so much smaller than anything that it probably never even crossed his mind what they mm. were spending there because it was a drop in the bucket compared to the other things you're spending. And also, when you really think about it, too, I mean, they had... Um I know it came out recently that the Mercury have hired a new GM because their former GM has chosen to retire after this season. But I always found that a little bit odd that you had a general manager of a franchise that had a second job, basically. Was, and it wasn't like and this is no shade to, to him whatsoever. It's just you can't put all of your energy into one when you have two full time, yeah. very involved jobs. One of them is going to suffer and. Um, I would assume that because one was financial and one was not, that the one that is not financial is the one that probably took a backseat. Yeah, Jim Pittman <clears throat> was the G or is the GM of the Mercury. Great the guy. The I'm not throwing shade no. whatsoever as far as that. But he's the chief financial officer of the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury and GM. So what it tells you is uh, I think Robert viewed that as an accounting job uh, in being the GM of the Mercury, not uh, not more than that. and. They have a great organization, and they all did a great job mm -hmm. to put it together. I don't think Robert Sarver had much of anything to do with it. Yeah. So. so, I don't know. Anyway. How do we keep going back to that guy? I don't want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> he is no longer our problem. But, true. Let's move on. Bruce <laughs> Sure. <Ruff>. To what? <laughs> well, I was going to say, he, he might be a problem, but... Second segment, he might be a little bit of a problem for us. The first one, though, we really like. Bruce Brown, of course, uh, said some glowing things about Devin Booker during the playoffs. Is they were shooting so efficiently? Book was making it was, every it shot. It was it was getting crazy, bro. It was making he was making every shot. Like it was to the point we had a they should have drug tested him because it was it was getting crazy. It was bro. insane. He was missing. He missed like four Did shots you see in his, two you games. Shot shot. Uh, yes, it was all green. <laughs> <laughs> and to put nuts, all green, bro. like that's crazy. He's taking what twenty shots a game. I mean, I love that. Give flowers <laughs> to book. You players will always give flowers to book. Is that's that not something we really have to worry about. Is that really praise or just factual? I mean, he made a shot. So like I, yes, I, but bringing it up 
in the off season on a podcast is giving praise. When you package it with the next thing we're going to listen to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I sort of agree with you on that point. I do think players are a lot more prone to give book praise, especially after a, that two-game stretch in particular where he shot 34 for 43 from the field, which was just absolutely stupid, um, something we hadn't seen out of a player like that. Um, but yeah, he, he kind of ruined it with some of the he other comments. He, he walks made. it back real quick yeah. here in a second. Is it walking it back or is it balancing out? It's feeding into the it's, narrative. It's, listen, I, I have to give book credit, but I also can't give them that much credit because then it'll turn things around. In a way, it's feeding into the narrative that Nuggets fans have concocted that no, the Suns weren't our toughest series because if Devin Booker doesn't go out of his mind in those two games, we probably sweep them or win in five, which is dumb because if is, as Book said, said it best in regards to ifs, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like this is exactly, we'd all be drunk. Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's feeding into that idea that like, yeah, Book played out of his mind, give him his props, but like, he had a great two games, and if he hadn't, we would have swept him, like he, that type of thing. It's if, a playoff game. If like Jokic had broke his leg in April, the Suns would be champions. Yeah. What is that? Like, <laughs> well, listen, here's what he said. Here, here's where it was like, let's throw a little bit of shade while we're here. Phoenix was our toughest series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, damn, <laughs> toughest. <laughs> but I would say, honestly, I would say our toughest series was... Lakers. No. Minnesota. Why? I I just I don't know, and them it was just always like that. They just had I don't know. It was just something about team. them. Yeah, I mean they had good team. players. Like it was Mike yeah. Conley, Cat, Ant. Like yeah. I think that was that was our toughest series. I mean Phoenix, it was just blowouts each game. I mean Minnesota was. just- I like, thought all the Lakers games were close though. Yeah, but it was like it was never like it never felt like we were gonna lose i feel that any game i feel that even when they went on a little run like austin reeves was hitting threes and <laughs> yeah it never felt like oh we're we about to lose care. yeah we're take care of this shit so if you're listening to this on audio both times that toughest were said it was in it using air quotes mm -hmm. just so you get like a full context of it uh my favorite part of this was when he said minnesota is just why why because <laughs> i think everyone collectively was like what yeah that's it's a weird take i i know if you're going through the nuggets schedule toward the championship like all of the lakers wins except for one were by single digits and all of the wins against the suns were by double digits but like game two was a close game until the very end when they pushed it to 10 um, the last two were obviously blowouts, and the first one was a blowout. But they also lost two games to the Suns. They didn't lose two games to anybody else. Um, it's that's it's just a weird take to me. Why does why does listening to that make me feel like I got kicked in the head by one of Nikola Jokic's horses? <laughs> like it does not make sense. Yeah, it does not compute. Mm -hmm. Like I think it was just that like I gave Book too much credit. Now I got to bring it back down to earth. And also, like, regardless of what team you're on now, like, the, you still have the the beef will always, mm -hmm. between the cities, yeah. as far as fan base goes, 
it and especially since it's just right after what we're a couple months removed at this point mm-hmm. it's still fresh yeah but he's in indiana now making making it doesn't matter money, though like... because it's still that was that's his championship and the sun's there was yeah. a narrative there, and you're still going to feel that way. As a competitor, you carry that with you individually, yeah. even if you're not still on that team anymore, because that was a moment in time where you were competing with that group of guys, mm-hmm. and like that was your opponent. <laughs> that was your target. So. Priscilla said Bruce Brown out there gaslighting now, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Here, here's, here's your facts. It was a tied series at 2-2. If that wasn't your toughest series when you only lost one game to anybody else, I don't know what you're talking about, Bruce Brown. <laughs> and I like him too. So that's what, that's like the frustrating part is like, what do you, what do you mean? Well, look, guys are gonna say shit based on how they feel, and they're not gonna admit it, but they are. Like Scottie Pippen out here talking about how MJ was not a oh. good good player before he came along. Yeah, but MJ's son is with his ex-wife. I understand that from a mental but perspective. But his beef with MJ started long before that. It yeah. started the moment the last dance started airing, and then he yeah, had. Yeah, you a, know who was, was the guy in all of that? Who? Dennis Rodman. Without Dennis Rodman, none of it even matters. Hey. Well, I, that's not <laughs> remotely true. I, I understand Scotty went over I just that. figured if we're going to throw them both out there, why not add in Dennis Rodman? Who I, is definitely the most entertaining of them all. I just well, feel like uh, Scotty went over that cliff all the way once, once his ex-wife was with Jordan's son. Then he was like, Jordan just sucked. He had already been falling down that cliff. <laughs> but he fully committed. It was at that, at that point he just swan-dived into it like, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying these guys all have personal feelings about teammates, guys they played against. And it's always going to cloud their judgment more than they're ever going to admit. Mm -hmm. Scotty out here saying, I've always been helping the Jordan score. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) You need Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I need help today. <laughs> we got into that bubbly it? stuff. Yeah. No, Gerald, I'm still sick. You can't make Sorry. me laugh like that. I'm gonna start wheezing. <laughs> oh no, it happened. <laughs> oh my god, that was uh, funny. Man, right. <laughs> did you just type something on your keyboard that did showed I? up in the in chat? Coughing so hard, she's typing in the chat. All right. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh no! I well, that's it. been another episode of the PhD. Oh, 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 we got two more. Things. I, I, I killed four, Lindsay. Four people. You know what? I can't breathe. If, if you can't breathe, but you want something good to drink, four peaks. Four peaks has got you covered. The best craft beer in Arizona is Four Peaks. And you can get over to their 8th Street Pub and get some of the best food possible, too. My favorite beer is the Tea Shot. I want you to go over there and check that out. And, Lindsay, tell them where they can actually check out Four Peaks and find out more information. At Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub. To keep up with the latest in Arizona's hometown brewery, must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and drink responsibly. Like it's, it's it's been a struggle all week. Every time I laugh, I inhale and it gets way worse because I still got all that stuff working its way out from last week. You're trying to kill me, Gerald? (laughs) 
Jeez. So Aggressive. The, the next ad is God. Are you Astro a big, needs it. Are you, are you a big Guns N' Roses fan? <laughs> I mean, I... Slash I, Lash in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I fixed it. And she's back. back. <laughs> now she can breathe again. Just now had she's to just unplug angry. and replug it. <laughs> she's had to reset there. Yep, there we go. Oh, my god. She's like, okay, no, wait. His jokes are terrible. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Triple B says, Lindsay needs a polar pop. Oh, my God. I, I do, but the next ad read is not Circle K. It is Shady Rays, uh, which is what I've been throwing at you guys all week. So it's only fair that I had a little like wheezing fit uh, to balance things out again. Uh, but our friends over at Shady Rays, they've got gear that is built to last. We're talking premium polarized shades and exclusively for all of you. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. People are putting slashes in I the know, chat You now. guys are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay about to turn into Wheezy from Toy Story. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was funny. I'm not going to oh, lie. It was man. funny. Uh, we do have one more super chat to read. Uh, James, thank you again. We appreciate you. Said Mercury has three chips to the Sun Zero. All three were under Robert. Just saying, Suns also went eleven straight seasons under five hundred. I mean, that's fair. And like the way that the guy was siphoning off draft picks for cash, like four straight years during the peak of Nash's time there, that obviously hurts. But I do think just the fact that there are fewer teams in the WNBA. Um, probably plays a factor into that a little bit. The fact that they got Diana Taurasi, who's the greatest player mm -hmm. of all time. If the Suns had had Michael Jordan during that stretch, maybe they would have won a title as well. There's a hard um, salary cap in the WNBA. That so too. She's and the amount of money nothing. that is needed, like, we're not going to open the can of worms, but just from a numbers perspective, the amount of money needed to spend in the W. Mm -hmm. To win versus to spend in the NBA to win is different. Right. And if you want to play this game, two of the best four Sun seasons in history were while Robert was owning the team. It doesn't mean the product, the, the play on the court isn't always a direct correlation to the guy signing the checks. Yeah. Just more often than not, it was. All right. Mm -hmm. um, and also, like, you let's be honest, to win a championship in any league, you also have to have a little bit of luck on your side. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, that's not to discredit what the Mercury or any other team has done, but it, the, the cards do have to fall your way to an extent, whether that's injury based or officiating based or whatever non suspension coin based, based, whatever or shenanigans we've all had to deal with over the last however many years. Yeah, you gotta, they gotta, you gotta get a little luck. Or maybe it's you had the best women's basketball player of all time on your team. Yeah, that helps too. It does. The it goat. definitely helps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, that's all I have for you guys. You guys, uh, ready to say goodbye? I've got another 35 I'm minutes ready. if you're ready. <laughs> no. I don't not. know. I'm hot oh, now after right. that, yeah, like not go. being able to breathe for a three minute <laughs> let's period. Go. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. We do appreciate your support. If you are here on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up on your way out. If you are listening wherever you get your podcast, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate it very much. And of course, we will be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. So plan to come hang out with us then. And until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Ladies and germs, give it up for our new host, Slash! <laughs> ahoy, ahoy. Hey, yo.
My lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the friend.